Hello. Hello. Industry. Industry. Hello and welcome to a special episode of Industry Tactics. My name is Friendly Rich and I'm thrilled to announce this is a sneak listen to uh, some of the tracks on my upcoming recording. Only the Lonely, a redo of uh, Sinatra's classic 1958 record, arranged by Mr. David French. And he was instrumental in bringing this project to life. So the second half of this podcast, episode 68, we really get into that. You hear some, uh, some tracks from that recording that's coming out on April 27th. And we release it live that night at the Burdock. So if you're in the city of Toronto, please come check that out. And the first half is really digging into the life and work of Mr. David French. He talks about working with such acts as Broken Social Scene and all that he's learned there and uh, and his education, his music education growing up on Denman Island in BC and much more. So here it is, a sneak listen to, uh, to the upcoming record, Only the Lonely. This is my conversation with Mr. David French. Enjoy it. Pleasure to be here on uh, the latest episode of Industry Tactics. I would like to know what those tactics are. They remain. Well, you're about to unravel them, yeah, to us all. But you were (laughs) on the tarmac for how long yesterday? Fresh from a trip out to South by Southwest. Nine shows, seven days. Uh, I could be exaggerating, but I think I was on the tarmac for two and a half hours. I'm not sure. Nice. It it became a blur, a pleasant enough blur. It was. It was not that stressful. I wasn't trying to catch another plane. That would suck. That, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. terrible. Sure. Uh, yeah. Or get to work. I mean, you were I done. Was ju- the I mission just, was finished. Yeah, like, I was fuck. Just, of course, this is going to happen. I was just heading to bed, and yeah. my bed wasn't actually like going to disappear or anything. <laughs> and what did that smell of char? It was. It was real, eh? Yeah, there was some kind of uh, somebody had a bad day at uh, you know okay. at an airport restaurant. I don't know if they didn't reach for the fire extinguisher too late or anyway. I don't think anyone got hurt. I'm not sure though. I haven't checked the news. I, I hope not. 
Anyway, it seemed as though the staff at Pearson did an admirable job of dealing with a terrible situation. David, what did you learn at South by Southwest? What tactics can you share with our gentle listeners? This number, episode number 68 of Industry Tactics. Uh, uh, my friend and colleague, Evan Cranley, uh, I think called it Dumpster by Dumpster West. You spend a, uh, an inordinate amount of time standing in alleys behind clubs next mm. to dumpsters and grease traps, mm. uh, hand bombing gear in and out of clubs. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty absurd. Yeah. The place is, um, the city is jammed uh, with uh, festival goers and, and uh, uh, industry oh, Sleaze? Oh, yeah, definite, definite, uh, every... Weasels akimbo. Yeah, 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 ice weasels. Yeah. Uh, Bottom feeders. Did Uh, it feel like good vibes sometimes, though? You're mentioning the one memorable gig was uh, was the NPR. Oh, I mean, it felt, it it felt, uh, it it, it was like any um, situation where you have a chance to do your job if you have a chance to do your job properly, it feels great. Yeah. The only the only times when it didn't really feel good is if we were rushed or we were, uh, which was, um, I imagine it's uh, like six times out of eight. Uh, <laughs> or or you know if you didn't have an opportunity to do a proper line check or sound check. So yeah, when we did the radio, we had our crew was able to, um, you know, just check the PA and check mm-hmm. all of the gear and mm-hmm. do a good line check, and we were able to play at a reasonable volume and and hear one another and enjoy it and uh so yeah we played the south by san jose san jose Mm -hmm. uh stage on south congress after we did the npr thing i think that was all on friday and those were great those were great gigs yeah and then we played at the scoot inn uh on saturday which was wonderful we did a bunch of other gigs too um, and they were they were fun. It just you know, yeah. There's a lot. There's a um, time compression for yeah. the most part. Yeah. Everyone's playing short sets and they're you're jammed together real quick. So um, you enjoy it, right? You enjoy the the you've been doing the like the the broken social thing for a while, right? Mm-hmm. It's been how many year now that you've been working with those guys? It'll be nine years next month. Wow. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've played every show in the last nine years, except wow. for one in Minneapolis last month when I was out with La Force wow. in Europe. So, yeah. It's great. It's great. They're... Uh, what a beautiful thing to say. They're my people. Yeah. 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 It's, and, it's not... It's not a... Uh, hmm. It's not something I anticipated. I didn't... I didn't... Uh, yeah, but it's a that, total but that's wormhole. but that's how that's how it works. Friends of friends. Um, yeah. uh, you know Tanya Gill. Sure. Yeah, the lovely Tanya Gill who plays piano on Frank Sinatra sings "Only the Lonely" by Friendly Rich. Yeah. She recommended me to Charles Spearin, who was looking for someone to play with Broken Social Scene. Okay. And that was in 2010 in the spring. Wow. Yeah. So that's man. That's how it came about. Because I'd known, by that point, I'd known Tanya for, oh gosh, I don't know, 
15 years or something like that. So we played music together on and off for a long time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I came to know those guys. I'm going to wow. hopefully in this podcast talk yeah. about a lot of other people. Yeah. And not as much about myself. Oh, sorry. No, 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 not at all, not at all. I'm just checking if I'm, this is gold, so I want to make sure we're, we're capturing it. Mm-hmm. Ghostbusters style in the box. So, so you've got a good brain for uh, going back in time. Like, you know, like how long have we known each other? 12 years? Mm. You got a good when brain did for you, that? Like, when, when did you do that, uh, um, that week-long show in Montreal? Oh, when I took a when bath you, When you had the Montreal. Panama hat. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, it was then. Okay, you got a good that, brain for, was that for about dates. A decade though. ago? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's All gotta right. be. Yeah, I'm maybe assuming. that was like twelve years ago. Wow. Well, you're good. You're good. Okay, so yeah. you're decent. That's that's when we we may have met prior to that, but yeah. I think that was when we when we were formally introduced yeah. on a hot day. Yeah, somewhere yeah. in uh, perhaps St. Catharines like, down yeah, near yeah. all the dirt. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember it well. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the date. Um, but, but good, but good. So, so, okay. So those, those, uh, those guys have become family, the broken social scene. Yep. And, uh, and what are some of the salient tactics that you've learned along the way working with folks like that? Like, uh, like I remember we did a great project not to bring in Regent Park School of Music because I try try not to, I try not to dive too into that world, but I haven't heard of that. What is it? Can you tell me a little bit about it? Oh, fuck. But no, I know you. Uh, you worked with with many of the um, the arts and crafts folks on a special project called School Days, and it was nice to actually see you navigate a band direction with Allison Ow. Yeah, that was fun. That was beautiful. That was fun. That's a couple years ago. Yeah, That's oh, a few yeah. Years ago no, now. that was a few years ago now. Time but flies. you were, yeah, it was really fun to watch you navigate with Kevin Drew and the and the and the likes, right? Yeah. Um it, it was great. It was great watching you kind of pull that together and and talk different languages to the different people that you were working with essentially. Well, I think that you already uh, embody that kind of behavior in your work all the time because you you talk to um, different uh, student bodies mm-hmm. and faculty. You, you know, you manage a whole staff of faculty and administration, and you deal with a board and fundraisers. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you're speaking multiple languages every time I see you. Right. I think it's just. I enjoy it. I like the idea of just trying to keep, like, be alert and be patient and try to figure out a way to. Hmm. Um, uh, help people communicate with one another hmm. and try to try to assist in that if you can mm-hmm. right I mean that's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's funny because it's it, it's tempting to, to think like oh the things that I would do with Broken Social Scene are really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, unlike things that I would do with other groups but if you have like a some basic like here's an industry tactic for you thank here's you. my industry tactic. thank you thank you for your patience gentle listener yeah now gentle listener as you're listening in mind these pauses he's a thoughtful man but his cadence i mean it's slow w- what i'm gonna do is when i edit this i'm gonna just put in a bunch of like blast beats <laughs> please do in the pauses okay Jin, so get enjoy the fuck this off the counter yeah Jin, fuck off the counter <laughs> Wow, hey. if you could see this, the cat is strewn <laughs> right over the counter, just getting into all the goodies up here on the, uh, on the chuck chuck. Hey, <laughs> come on. 
<laughs> you know. That's it. Come on. Yeah. Okay. So industry tactic. Here it is. Oh, you you held that thought, eh? Yeah. Blast beats. Yeah, Keep it going. Keep beats. it going. Um. No, I the from from when I was a lot younger, from early on, I always mm-hmm. wanted to give audiences. I wanted people to feel at ease, mm-hmm. make them feel like they're in my living room being hosted pleasantly if I was playing for them, mm-hmm. right? To, mm-hmm. if, you can, if you can project mm-hmm. that air of calm and, well, and assurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You're doing that right you, now? Then you'll do that, I mean, I mean in your music and in yeah. your manner. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, I try to do that all the time. And it's and that's useful in broken social scene because yeah, yeah. it's uh, yeah man yeah because we spend a lot of time we're a large group of people and we spend a lot of time away from home mm-hmm. in close mm-hmm. quarters mm-hmm. and you need to be able to look out for one another and to uh, and to be calm and and uh, be reliable in that scenario and just make people feel you know like they like they have enough air to breathe when they're around you. Nice. So yeah, that's my industry tactic. That's actually the. That's great. That's one of that, the only ones that I have. Fuck no, but you. I mean, I. I feel like. Well, you hit it early. You hit. Yeah. Because that is you. That really is you. In a lot of the projects, I've had the the pleasure of. I and mean, I know we're going to go deep dive into this one, into mm. the Sinatra project. But that is you. That that that's you. In many of the collaborations, I've had the uh, the the pleasure of of either witnessing or being a part of. It's. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, man. I'm glad it's that to, comfort level, I'm glad right? To hear it. You know, I want that to be apparent. You're comfortable in your skin, eh? If I'm not, you'll never know. Yeah. There. You <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I got nothing. Okay. If this is a chess match, <laughs> I hit a little. No, no. I, mean, I, I like hit a little every, brick wall I'm there. Like, That's no, great. I'm like everybody else. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, if I have, I, <laughs> I have shitty days. <laughs> yeah. But, for sure. Uh, for sure. But, um, but generally, I'm. I'm really happy with uh, the company that I keep and yeah. the, and the, you know the way I get to spend my days. So I don't I don't spend a lot of time fretting. Yeah. Well, yeah, I spend some time fretting for sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. But yeah. Sure. Love it. Um, and okay, so you're before we get into the Sinatra, we'll do it in two parts okay. because. I, I want to know, I think building up to the, the Sinatra discussion is is you and all the complex, how you became you and, and how we get to this point. So we're, you're, you're from Denman Island, British Columbia, Denman yeah? Denman Island, British Columbia, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's uh, a northern Gulf Island uh, in the Georgia Strait. Jesus Christ, June. Yeah, no, this is good. This is good. <laughs> Holy shit! There's like, uh, we, we got a break. We got breakage. Is that breakage or yeah, is that parmesan? No, that, no, that's breakage. Is that marble or parmesan? He wants some attention. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we're good. Okay, man, that's yeah, exciting. It makes for a good listen too, because that was some some ruckus. Yeah. June for the yeah the magic of radio here. Um, yeah. June is a really big black cat mm-hmm. who lives here. And, Hi, uh, June kind of runs the place <laughs> he's really nice but he you know he likes attention just like anybody else breaking the parma um yeah denman island it's uh um my folks moved there i think in 1980 maybe in 81 yeah 80 i think built a house um 
on 11 acres in the woods and, and they're there to this day it's a, it's a beautiful place it's where i was Whoa. it's where i was raised uh you got you got siblings i'm an only child okay i have many um close family friends i stay close yeah. with uh with a lot of the the kids i grew up with yeah uh there's wow. there's like half a dozen adult men scattered around the world who are <laughs> yeah. We're brothers. Okay. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. 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 Yeah. Love that. And uh, your folks built that house themselves. Yeah. My uncle Kurt, my namesake, came up and. Um, um, your namesake? He's my middle name is Curtis. David Curtis yeah, French. Yeah. So my uncle Kurt, uh, who's a framer and, well, retired framer and a building inspector for the city of Portland, Oregon, uh, wow. came up and taught my dad how to build a house. And they built the house together that when I was, I was a wee lad. They did it in the summer of 80, I think. Wow. Within 81, I'd have wow, to double man. check. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. Wow. Wood stove. Uh, Shit, man. Yeah. Shit. Nice garden. What did your folks do? What were their uh, vocations? They're retired now. Yeah. Um, my mother was an intensive care nurse for 27 years at St. Joseph's Hospital. That's which is serious a, work. Uh, yeah, it's a regional hospital on uh, on... Vancouver Island okay. in the Comox Valley. It's okay. very serious work. Yeah. Wow. And wow. She excelled at it. Wow. And then, uh, Holy and my shit. F- my father uh, was an upholsterer, um, and he would he would never refer to himself as a carpenter, um, but he built his mm. fair share of houses. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he he can build. That's right. that's beautiful. Uh, that's beautiful. Yeah, you gotta love a good upholsterer. That was after a stint as a as a weapons controller in the United States Air Force. All that happened before I was born. My parents immigrated to Canada in 1970. Okay, so uh, yeah, I'm a. So you're a dual citizen, or no? Uh, I am. I am yeah. a dual citizen. Okay. Although I was born uh-huh. and raised in Canada and have always collected my mail here. Um, okay. but I do sometimes take advantage of the fact yeah. that I have dual citizenship cool. to they, travel more freely we're, in the United we're States. We're getting into it here with David C for his uncle, his namesake. Yeah. French. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for opening up. So he's, he's I love talking about my family. Keep, keep it coming. Are there some <laughs> Oregon root there? Oregon root? Like there, Although my, all, like a most of my extended family well actually i shouldn't i shouldn't speak too hastily they yeah. they are up and down the the western seaboard um but a lot of them wow. are in oregon wow. but also wow. yeah yeah uh and your mom too your and, mom's american too or no yeah yeah she she's from okay. she's from coos bay my dad's from salem those are both towns in oregon Okay. South of South of Portland. Great. Yeah. Uh, and and they're music fans, right? Like they're you're. I know yep. you've spoken about your father being a real music guy. Yeah. 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 And uh, and and so is my mother. She's right. uh, she she actually only recently, in the last couple of years, she started singing in a choir. But it was really fun. Mm, nice. The other, the other uh, I was out visiting mm-hmm. last a couple summers ago, and and we were talking about intervals and sight singing, and it was really funny because. Mm. My mom processed it immediately. She understood what I was talking about, and and lo and behold, she's kind of kept this to herself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very much kept it to herself. Mm-hmm. She has a really true voice. Okay. And so she started Great. singing in a choir a bit. Wow. My dad's played guitar 
um, for my entire life and plays music with this with some friends of his every Wednesday night, I think for the last 25 years. I actually just went and saw them play this Christmas for the first Sick. time ever. At, uh, so that's his crew. Like it's, it's his yeah, crew. Yeah, it's great. That's they killed charming. It. They killed it. Too. Yeah, <laughs> wow, wow. What kind of stuff is it? Uh, all kinds of, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's American music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Blues country and R and B. So shout out to, what are your parents' name? Sarah and Bob French. Bob and Sarah. Sarah yeah. and Bob. Bob Great. and Sarah French. Great. Yeah, of Denman Island, BC. And how did you get the bug? How did you fall in love with this shit? Um, my folks had a great vinyl collection. Yeah. With uh, a variety of stuff in it. And okay. so did my neighbors. The, the Yoshiharas, Hikari Yoshihara. How uh, far away were they? Like, you had to walk over. You had to walk through the... Yeah, it's like a, you know, it's a six or eight minute walk to Yoshiharas through the woods. You can't it's see... It's fucking great line. It's a six or eight minute walk to the Yoshiharas through the woods. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing a little young Frenchie wanting to go... What record did you want to go listen to at uh, Bob Yoshimara's house? Uh, when I... Well, I was... Uh, I have memories of sitting on the on the old porch, which has now been filled in. Okay. Um, if Hikari had the window open and he was practicing Debussy, then I could hear him across the valley. Oh, he so, he was a, he he was he was a train a classical. He played piano. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And and um, cool. And so my favorite thing to do at first was to was not to go over there to to. Uh, uh, to listen to records, but to uh, to hear him to hear him live. hear him play piano, just oh. practice piano, and right. also like how pl- play Super Mario. On okay, his, you know, just like Sh- hang sure. out. <laughs> sure, but, but his dad That's great. What his, a great diet. Yeah, his dad Yoshi uh, <laughs> had this killer record collection with um, Yoshi Fukumara. That's a fucking <laughs> name, man. Anyway, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Can't, you can't, yeah, yeah. You can't. Rich is going to do his thing with words, but for the record, that's Yoshi Yoshihara. Yeah, anyway. Okay, no, I wasn't <laughs> trying to even do my thing, but yes, I will do my thing with her. Um, I'm not going to try. I, you, if I'm good, I'm taking notes, but I'm not good today, so I won't repeat it. Yoshi y- Yoshimara. Yeah, that's it. I nailed it, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he had all kinds of all kinds of great records. Um, wow. uh, the Yoshihara's had all these jazz records, like... Miles Davis. Uh, mm. I remember they had a copy of of Adam of Wayne Shorter's Adam's Apple. But I remember okay. also like we're yeah. l- we're little kids and Hikari goes like, check this out. It sounds like a video game. And it was yeah. and yeah. it was uh, it was it was Ornette Coleman and and mm. uh, Pat Metheny's song X. Oh yeah, yeah. We, know, we, we would know. listen to we would sit around and listen to like punk That's... rock and Ornette huh. Coleman and and wow. I was I was I was Sick. really into uh, Run DMC at the time like that's that was how old are you i'm 44 no i mean yeah okay well thanks for that <laughs> how old are you at this time when you're when you're sneaking over through the woods to the oh that was that was kind of between the ages of seven to like 18 great yeah Whoa, yeah 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 i mean hikari okay hikari's the yoshihara's um started the first organic miso manufactory in North America. Holy Shimedo cow. Miso. And Hikari lived in a loft above the factory. And we would go over there and hang out in his loft and uh, just do whatever. He built like, wow. he built rockets and played the French horn and is a scientist now. He's a, he's a doctor of biochemistry who operates giant magnets at the University of Lausanne 
in Switzerland. These are these are the people who got me into music, hundred percent. So, so there's eleven more of these brothers scattered <laughs> around the world. I almost want to just take that. Yeah, I could talk about these guys. Forget about the anything yeah, yeah, else. Yeah. We could talk about all eleven of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if they're that interesting, yeah, Joel Finlayson, uh, wow. Kyle Burroughs. Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking yeah. forget somebody important. It's okay. Uh, yeah, Sean Grogan. Yeah. Um, these guys are all on at one level or another. Silas, yeah. Silas Bancroft. Uh, yeah. We all played music together. There must have been something in the water there on Denman Island. Yeah, we were. Is it having, a big island? It's I've never a, been. It's, a, it's a. It's about the size of Manhattan. Has 900 oh. people on it. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's it's, uh, it's real. They they got a they got a convenience store. They got about six stop signs. Yeah. And a and a, a grocery uh, store. A, it's a general store. Okay. Yeah, a general right. store, community hall. Yeah, nice. You know, okay. the post office and the gas station is yeah. all at yeah. the general store. It's a, it's, it's a quiet, it's a quiet joint. Wow, wow, man. You gotta pull me up off of these details if you want me to talk about other stuff. No, that's cool. I will talk about. No, that's cool. That's cool. I'm, I'm definitely intrigued, and I think our listeners are, uh, are as well, because they need to know how we get to the Sinatra. We'll get to it. All don't, right. don't worry, gentle listener. So. Okay, but you, 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 so I, I definitely see how you fall in love with music. Yeah, so I was and surrounded, then, my peers yeah. all played music, uh, Jude Moreland. Like, You're playing saxophone at this time yet, or no? Well, oh no, I'm, I, I'm missing a, a, a great yeah. part, which is yeah. that um, in, the, in the public school system at that, at that time yeah. in British Columbia in about, what, what year are we talking, really? Uh, that, uh, 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess... Um, 87, 88, okay. or 80, 88, 89, 90, 91, yeah. 92, 93. Yeah. Yeah, like by the time I get to, to junior high, to middle yeah. school, yeah. first year, grade seven, everybody in everybody has to take band for one year, mm. has to play an orchestral instrument. Okay. Like hundreds of students wow. all got to like wow. pick something. Wow. And, That's uh, cool. And I was just copying my friend Silas who played saxophone. I, I just wanted to do what Silas did. And he played saxophone, so mm. they tried to give me a trombone, and I was like, "No, no, no, no! I want a saxophone, mm. so I can be like Silas." And uh, I didn't realize that he played alto. Mm. They gave me a tenor, and I was like, "This seems like a big box, <laughs> you know, hauling this big box on the school bus." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but that's that's how it started. I started playing uh. in the, in the band program, uh. Uh, and I never stopped. That was mm. thirty-one years ago. Mm. It's nice. It's nice to, to, it's, there's something pleasant about being able to hang on, stick around with a, with a habit like that for that long. Yeah. And not, not set it down. Yeah. And move yeah. on. Yeah. That's, it, it is beautiful. And it's, and it's also like the education system did me right in, in that time. Yeah. You know, I yeah. had, I had a really good band teacher, Moira Hill. Okay. She 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 was shout uh, out to Moira Hill. Man. Yeah, she was uh, she was my teacher. In, uh, okay, so so in high school, high school, high school was that was it. I was going to ask who were some of the, the teachers that really made that impact, and she was one of the first ones. Then yeah, she was just yeah. she was just uh, she just didn't really play around. She okay. she was an Olympian. She had represented Canada in field hockey, I think, for wow. uh, a couple of Olympics. Don't wow. quote me on that. At least one. Wow. Uh, wow. And and had been um, a really solid trombonist in her own right, and she she taught physical education and music, wow. and she wow. was just she just wasn't there for the bullshit. 
I mean, she was. She loved to laugh and goof off and have yeah. a great time, but yeah. she was also just yeah. like, let's do this. Come on. Yeah, when it gets serious to do some real work, she's ready. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and wow. um, and before that, there was a, a guy named Alan Webster who was, mm. um, he had taught mathematics, and uh, um, <laughs> he was a patient, long-suffering, like, public school band teacher mm. who kind of dealt with all of our ridiculousness mm. with aplomb, and I didn't give him credit for it when I was younger, but I... I'd like to give him credit for it now. Yeah, it's nice to hear that, eh? When you look at it with a different eye, you're like, yep, he, he put up with a lot of shit. He put up with a lot of bullshit, specifically yeah. for me. Yeah, well, yeah. And generally from everybody. Were you trouble? Were you, uh, no. No, I was no. one of those kids who played all the time. Okay. And wouldn't shut up. You know, it's like, don't play when I'm talking. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Like, I, I, you know, that was said to me so many times now. And now to understand... To be, yeah. on the, to be on the other side and, right, and right, realize just right. just yeah, what, what yeah. he meant and what he needed, what he needed for me to do that I found so difficult to do, mm. that is not difficult to do, but mm. I found it difficult. Got it, got it. <laughs> it's That's it great. Was, it, was, it was great. Mm. Uh, one other thing. When I was 16, Please. I met um, Arthur Ellison, who uh, just passed away mm. Mm. Um, late last year. Mm. Uh, he was my first saxophone teacher. Okay. He was I'm he sorry to hear 86. Uh, mm. I wish that I'd seen more of him uh, mm-hmm. in, in the last several years. Mm-hmm. Um, but he moved out of the Comox Valley, and I, and I didn't see him as often when I, when you went, back. When I went back. Yeah. No excuse. Mm-hmm. But um, he was wonderful. He was, he was an iconoclast. He instilled early values in me about about uh time and tone Mm -hmm. and uh he had (laughs) i remember once showing up to a lesson this is pre-internet i don't i don't even remember how i found it but it was Mm -hmm. a picture of him in the uk Mm. playing saxophone with milt jackson and i was just like what do you what is this? Mm. This is Milk Jack. Like I carried that picture around. I think I taped it to my horn case for a while. I was just like, I, I, I how valuable. Yeah, that I, is, right? I worshipped yeah. him. Yeah, that's and, cool. That's really. Uh, he had cool. done all kinds of stuff. He played in the BBC Studio Orchestra. Um, wow. he, he played on the White Album. He would never tell you that. I had to wow. find that out. Um, wow, that's great. It sounds like you really unlocked a lot of his story just through. He got me going. Yeah. Uh, early, and he 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 taught me that it was okay to have my own opinion. He was all, he, cause he was very outspoken about the mm. way that he felt about mm. music and musicians, but he would, anytime he would say something iconoclastic or, or the like, he would then, you know, follow it up by saying, you know, this is, this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he, he was a, he was a good person to, for, for me to meet at that time. Uh, and, uh, yeah, respect. To Art Ellison. Yeah, right on, man. Thanks for yeah. sharing that. And uh, so, so, he, and you had him in the in those formative years, and then sixteen it, to eighteen, once lesson once a week. Oof. It was great. I walked to his place. Uh, I walked to the to the music uh, the music store where he taught in the back. Yeah. And uh, Pat, the owner of the store, would be up front, um, slowly building a violin. It was the kind of music store cool. where that's my kind of people. yeah yeah you yeah, would, yeah, you would, into this I remember being in there and like <laughs> listening to Pat and Pat had been a school that's teacher great. and a cop 
and was retired of from course. both of those. I love the, uh, the like, she was an Olympian and a, a, a trombone, uh, like a band teacher. Like, I love the, these, these characters that you grew up with are, like, have really strong... There's a little bit of that where I come from just because... Pedigree, yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, um, you know, semi-rural British Columbia, there, yeah. there it's not like there's... Um, Work has always been hard to find. Right, you right? got to stay nimble. Yeah, yeah. people, people, people yeah, got to be. You got to be flexible to live there. Well, there you go. Right. I mean, and, you, and you're especially if you're that. doing something that's not like in resource. But extraction. I think you bring that right to your career in music, man. You're doing the same thing. Like, I mean, you're like from uh, from broken social scene to uh, who? What are some of the other acts you're playing with these days? Uh, I'm playing with uh, with La Fosse. And, yeah. Uh, I play um that's a project uh my that's like an, an offshoot almost eh would you well, call it well no? i wouldn't i wouldn't call it an offshoot it's it's uh um it's the project of ariel engel mm-hmm. my friend who who sings in broken social scene but okay. it, and it's her project okay. Okay. yeah yeah so okay. i mean it's not technically an offshoot it's just it's her band it happens to yeah, be. yeah 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 okay, yeah, yeah. okay. um and uh yeah, wow. Uh, I play uh, with my friend Luis Simao. Play a lot of Brazilian music. I play in a number of of, uh, of jazz groups in Toronto, and I'm yeah, and yeah. I just yeah. uh, try to be active as a session musician, playing any number of things. You know, but this uh, is where I'm you got to throw in roll. throw in a little bit of Denman and go, and I and I'm a marine mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'm also uh, yeah, 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 yeah. a rare book dealer. Thank you. Thank you. Res- <laughs> re- I restore early early editions of uh, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. yeah. No, oh man. It, you yeah. know, actually not not to not to kid around, but mm-hmm. like I really when I meet a musician who has like a side hustle or a main hustle, I love that. Like yeah. people people who use their brains to I, I wish that I had figured out a way to do that. Like whether when I meet people who are like, yeah, you know, I taught myself to code, so I write, yeah. you know, I write okay. programs or whatever. Or the side like, hustle. This yeah, is a good tactic, you know. Or like I have a, yeah, I sure. have a business sure. doing, you know, I sure. don't know what. Like fuck, it could be accounting, could be a, could be aquarium building, but yeah, exactly, get it exactly. done, make it happen. Yeah, and yeah, man. I yeah. mean, I'd, I'd rather that than uh, releasing a record, whinging. Uh, releasing a record whose theme is the dying music industry i mean we don't yeah don't do that yeah 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 i mean so a lot of people i know have have um the skill and determination and uh yeah to good and the, and the wits to just they just like to stay active to me that's uh, that's that. creativity yeah that's like right i yeah. mean it's a necessary thing um yeah well, man, we, we ventured out, and I did get into the, the, the diverse, your diverse musical diet in any given month. But um, all right, so so you yeah, fall in love with music, and you you do eventually come out here. We find you uh, mm-hmm. very displaced from the Denman, uh, from the Eleven Acres, right? I have wandered. You're far away from home. <laughs> I am. I, I mean, how does that feel? How does that feel to be so far away from home? Hmm. Like when I left. Yeah. Um, I didn't give much thought to the future or the idea that you I came would. here for for saxophone 
I came to play music. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It, it it was a it was funny. It was a gradual process. I had I had to be kind of persuaded by people around me who were smarter and had more life experience, mm-hmm. like my parents, mm-hmm. that um, that I wasn't actually going to be able to just like set up shop as a freelance musician living on Lake Road, Denman Island, in in the middle of the woods. I mean, I wish I, I wish I could. That would have been amazing. Yeah. I yeah. I was not. I was not eager to leave where I came from. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh. I'm glad that I that I came here, though. Uh, th- I mean, what does this place have that that they don't have out there aside from a, a, a real a real autumn? That's one thing. Okay. The fall is a real thing yeah. here. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, you get this. You got this incredibly um, diverse and abundant yeah. population. Yeah. Um, yeah. And all that follows from that, including the opportunity to play all sorts of music. Music I never dreamed that I would wind up playing, right? Yeah. I remember yeah. when I when I first moved here, I lived above a Portuguese bakery called Brisa Dolis, and I'd never heard Portuguese. I didn't even know what it was. And they were speaking a Soriano Portuguese, too, and yeah. it was a, this very thick accent. I went downstairs, like, my first full day in Toronto, and I was you know, getting a coffee or something mm-hmm. and right how away. Old, I, how old are you at that time? 23. Okay. Yeah. And, okay. and right away I was, I was involved in something new and I didn't, and I didn't, I didn't foresee in that moment that I would then become involved in like learn to appreciate Brazilian music and, yeah. and all you know, lusophone music, mostly through the influence of my friend Luis Simao. Uh-huh. Who I've been playing music with for over twenty years now. Wow, you uh, love to say that, don't you? Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. There is something about that, right? The broken social scene thing too. Nine years, like the. That's a beautiful. That I think that is part of the charm of why we do it, right? Is to grow old with these musicians that you're constantly in collaboration with. It's a way to kind of map it in a way. I don't know. It I, is. It is. It's. Uh, it's that's special right like i I think so yeah i think so i mean you you at your question was how does it feel to be away from home and the the answer is i you know i miss my family yes that's that's, yeah yeah there's no getting around that right yeah yeah. no that's the only yeah it's the only real that's the thing i didn't see coming when i was just a kid and left home wow yeah yes mostly but i didn't i didn't see being this age either you know i mean you don't when you're 23 you're not you're not like well you know when i'm twice the age i am now i'll, I'll be, be reflecting uh, on this <laughs> yeah i'll really be regretting this one yeah, yeah 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 no no doubt no doubt you're just diving you're just swimming yeah yeah man yeah, yeah. so yeah. um fair enough fair enough thanks for sharing yeah yeah um no i imagine i imagine that's that's has its challenges right yeah. and your family uh, lives in the region right yeah 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 stone's throw i mean and, but i uh i would like that i would like yeah. to live close to my family in that yeah. way yeah it's not how yeah. it's worked out so. yeah but we talk on the phone a yeah, lot uh, yeah <laughs> yeah i imagine yeah and technology being what it is i mean you could pretty much skype it in yeah that's good that's good so listen here we are at the halfway point of our journey. We're going to get into it. So um, we got cooking on this, and it's coming out, gentle listeners, April 27th on all the digital platforms. You yes. can hear this thing. Friendly Rich sings only for the lonely. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this collaboration. This was years in the making between you and I. Yeah? Mostly you. Although we did have some nice 
wino meals together um, in the making of this thing. But but whatever. Uh, yeah, we had a good time. But yeah. but there was a lot of like from from us meeting about it initially to to April twenty seventh bringing it out into the world was a lot of. Yeah, well, there's I mean, a couple of years there, right? Like a, it took a couple of years to ferment and shit this thing out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we we had to we had to plan it, and that plan changed uh, depending on yeah yeah on uh, we had to figure out what what the what the band was going to yeah, be yeah what approach we wanted to take yeah. Um, it certainly I mean, wasn't rushed. I mean, definitely that my on my end, I remember having the tax man up my ass. Right, you had to take a minute. Yeah, and uh, so I had to regroup. Uh, yeah, yeah, I but I mean, regroup. that all worked out. Just it get did. a few gray hairs. It did, yeah. And so what happened there was, I'm also working on a PhD, and I thought, let me take a different approach to making music that I'd never done before. But I had this feeling about collaborating with you. The comfort level in your living room uh, thing that you had mentioned earlier, that analogy works for me because I had seen you work that kind of muscle in prior context, and I thought, yeah, this will be great. Let's do this. Was it? Fucking amazing. <laughs> no, just when you mentioned the, the living room thing, like I just remember working those few days in the studio with you. You're constantly coming over, making sure I'm I'm good, and and that's that's foreign to me. No one's fucking checking in. <laughs> no one's checking in, ever. Did I check in? You checked in. Amazing. It was nice, and uh, but yeah. So that's kind of what I think inspired the collaboration from me. And I wanted to do a a project that was like nosebleed. That was not my typical um, frantic approach to making a record or working on a project I, i'm thinking of i'm actually thinking at that point of aging as a musician going yeah let's take on something a little different right and also um well i i kind of i could try to remember how we did all this stuff but what i kind of i want to ask you a question do you remember like how you first encountered this record because that's how yeah. all these conversations started yeah, it was right, essentially both right, of us right, like right 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 yeah, I had started fist bumping to yeah this amazing music. Yeah, yeah, I do, and it was it was uh, hanging out with Dr. Alan Stanbridge, who kind of got me. Who's that? Uh, he's a, a professor at the U of T, mm-hmm. and has a really great vinyl collection and uh, and and oh, stereo okay. system. And we started really and 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 Sinatra aficionado, and 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 he really got me into. Uh, into some of those the the, the Capitol Records uh, era of Frank for sure and uh, and and that record stuck. I don't Can know. I don't know what it was about that record. I think it was, <laughs> it was the, the darkness. It's amazing. Yeah. No. For sure. For sure. And those Nelson Riddle arrangements like fucking blew my mind on on first listen. Right. Like of of course. They're they're they bonkers. don't mu- it, it, You're not hearing music like that. Nope. You won't. Nope. And and so there was something about it. I'm not a that's the thing like i'm not a it it took me and and immediately i started thinking like ah it would be really fun to do this and then and then i and then i got cooking in that direction just i i don't mean to derail this conversation but can i just from my own curiosity ask what some of the some other things that dr stanbridge played for you in in that environment um in that environment it was uh 
oh fuck uh the wee small hours we must we did a lot of those frank records and okay. just like yeah oh yeah, yeah 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 it was mostly and and maybe a side order of yes we had a great time and uh and that's what kind of got me cooking in that direction now all these years later now figuring this out and doing this recording with you a question back in your court that i've only realized recently after having done the record and wanting to honor frank there's the slight risk of doing this recording that it might piss off a few of, and possibly even Dr. Alan Stickstack would get pissed off from it. He hasn't heard it yet, but sure, sure. Well, you know, those who, those who, I mean, it's it's a hard thing because though that that shit's religious when it comes to those riddle arrangements and the whole thing, right? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I, I was nervous about that at first. I, okay, for those you of never you, communicated that, you see. Well, no, but. <laughs> I mean, when I say I was nervous about that, what I really meant yeah. was like, uh, you know, that that record's crazy. Yeah. Right? So you're not... You're not going to take the same approach, I think. I mean, we didn't. You probably yeah. better you can't. not. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. There's no There's no doing that. Yeah. yeah. Why? So that yeah. I, once I realized what that really it was going to be a lollipop people record, yeah. and I could... And I could because one of the things about this, I, sorry, we're sort of jumping around. Jump, dear, dear jump listener. on. Yeah. But uh, dear I, listener, I did a well uh, done. I did a tour with with uh, the Lollipop people in in uh, in Quebec in February. What was that like? Four years ago? Three years yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe three, four years ago. Yeah. Which was really fun. Um, and fucking cold. Yep. <laughs> It was Nickel Robertson yeah. and and Benjamin Mueller uh, Heeslip Mueller Heeslip and Sly, Sly Uhas and Johnny Meyer yeah yeah that and was yourself a band. yeah and me yeah. right yeah 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 and uh, yeah. I really it, it was cold but it was fun because yeah it a was hot band so yeah that was a fun band yeah. so that was I once I realized like I I was kind of racking my brain going well what are we gonna do and then I realized oh wait I know what we're gonna do <laughs> we're yeah. Gonna, yeah I I. I thought a lot about that experience and, and just trying to uh, it's funny cause make the sausage, like squish it through that, that, that you know, that frame or whatever. Uh-huh. Right? It was that a, a variation on that ensemble in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah, I gotcha. gotcha. I don't, Arrangement wise, you were thinking. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Mostly like how. And what's to, what can be done. Yeah, what's, yeah, the, okay, what's okay. the frame that we're going to okay. put this in? Okay, got That's, it, got it, got it. Um, but yeah, I mean. If there if there are people out there who uh, who look askance at uh, what we've done, you know. Hey, f- I mean, you know? the thing I don't it's the, you if, can't if, worry about that when you're making something, or or even after you've made it. That's we were honoring in our in our own silly way. We were honoring. Well, right? I think like, our I think our approach is is uh, is both serious and openly satirical. So yeah, you know, if no that's, problems. If that's not evident then i can't help you and it's, it's <laughs> nice if that's what you're getting offended over in 2019 then i think we did our job right exactly <laughs> yeah yeah so here it comes now let's play a track let's play uh what sticks in your brain what, what, what was one that you have a memory of that you want to be, uh, start out the listener with um he's filtering through those old penciled out arrangements that he that that started it that's uh yeah i should be able to i mean i'd be happy starting anywhere but Let's start with It's a Lonesome Old Town. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, one yeah, that yeah, I really yeah. love how it came. Here it comes now. And we'll play this one in its entirety. We won't play all of them in, its, in their entirety, but here it comes now. It's a Lonesome Old Town. It's a lonesome old town When he 
Oh, and that one's got Tanya Gill. That was It's a Lonesome Old Town. Yeah, I'm just thinking now, for those of you who are curious, the original yeah. was recorded on May 25th, 1958, mm-hmm. uh, which was a great year for music in general, Yeah, I'd have to say. Yeah. Uh, a lot of amazing Ray Charles and Miles uh-huh. Davis from that that time period. Lots of good stuff. Uh, and Frank and Riddle were going through some... All I read is that they were going through some dark shit when this record was made. Eh? Go on, go on. Yeah, that's all I know. So let your imagination like, just run like wild with that. Th- oh, yeah, actually, that's yeah. right. Uh, like, Riddle lost... A family member, I okay. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it was some Frank, heavy shit. Frank, Frank's uh, marriage was breaking up or something like Jesus. that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Riddle's mom died or something like that. Wow. Anyway, they were wow. they were yeah. all in the house of pain. Yeah. <laughs> all right, and on that note, so we brought together who plays on this record. We got Dave Clark on the drum kit. Yeah, Dave Clark and John Meyer. On the double bass. The double bass. Oof, solid. Yeah, solid. Shout out to John Meyer. Johnny, I'm coming for you soon, John. John, yeah, prepare. Got prepare to get yourself, the, John. The, I want those old man tactics. Yeah. Oh, God. Right? Johnny's ready to go. It's an episode unto itself. Yeah. It's coming. For those of you who follow industry tactics, yeah, be sure to tune in for... Uh, you won't learn any industry tactics from this episode, but mm-hmm. tune into John Meyer's episode because it'll be chock-a-block <sighs> with industry tactics. He's timeless. Yeah. We don't know what age he is. No. He's 12. Yeah. He's 112. Yeah. So handsome, too. Fuck. And well, you guys, you guys are, you guys are, if, if you're calling him handsome, you're calling yourself handsome. You're, bl- you're blood brothers. <laughs> okay? Come on. You're just saying that because we both wear glasses. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> But I have June, get off the counter. Oh, fuck, here we go. A little more Parmesan for the floor. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, who uh, else do we got? Um, um, sorry. So we said Dave Clark. Dave Clark on the drum kit. And John Meyer on the bass. Yep. Tanya Gill. Tanya on Gill on the piano and the accordion for that last track. Yeah. Yep. Julia Hamilton, my wife, on the clarinet. And the bass clarinet. And the bass clarinet. What a honking sound. And... Um, Yourself on vocals. And lest we forget, Nicholas Robertson on that black guitar. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and a couple of pretty cool effects pedals. And so you remember his approach was when we were rehearsing this stuff, initially we thought, oh, he thought he thought he'd bring his typical Nicholas Robertson like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to paint this one with a, a a what is that? A guitar, a sitar? He, yeah, like he's yeah, got yeah. many tools in his arsenal, but he ended up going with that one. What was that? A a, a Les Paul uh, or a Blackbird or something? I don't like know that. who the fuck. We're not gear boys, yeah, but yeah. anyway, uh, one gu- guitar through guitar nerds. Anyway, <laughs> but it was a beautiful, and so he went with one sound, kind of locked it, and sure, he fucked around on the edges for tunes that required it, like Ebb Tide. Yeah. Yeah, I I, speci- I specifically remember that tune where where he did add a little more of atmosphere that he that, that we know and love him for. Yeah. But but overall, it was a very consistent sound that you're going to hear on this record coming out of nickel. When when we had a chance to to play the arrangements live and record yeah. them, one of the things that yeah. I, I I hadn't really messed around with before was writing. Um, 
sort of with a hybrid section where it would be me and Julia playing saxophone and clarinet, and then Nickel would be on our team as well, uh-huh. like kind of as a uh-huh. horn player. And uh-huh. I wasn't sure if they, if that blend would succeed. Yeah. And for the most part, it really did, which was that was exciting, right? Yeah. It, like there were so a fair amount of what would happen on, in the arrangement would be. Um, the ensemble would be kind of broken into teams, uh-huh. right? It would uh-huh. be, you know, the, John the horns and plus the guitar, yeah, yeah, and John yeah. and Dave doing a yeah, thing, and yeah. Tanya being the glue. You know, yeah. in a lot of instances, really, Tanya was was, Man. Uh, yeah. You know, her her parts were were um, the least composed, so we were really relying on her capability as an accompanist, yeah. which she demonstrated to the full. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so strange that we made it happen. I mean, very magical. We did it with Gerg producing, which was yeah. another very to Tell make a record with a very. A, he's, he's my living room in terms of the, the comfort level uh-huh. that he brings. And you know, Gerg has been in the mix uh, of my all of most of the recordings I've made. Right, and and so to bring him in on that hang was very special. Um, sure, and to have his approach mixing, uh, and to have his approach producing with with Braden it just it, it made the day Braden was engineering Braden Soder in his beautiful uh, studios the marquee sound a shout out to Braden Soder Chuck um, that was it that was an all-star lineup yeah that was an all-star lineup that felt very I mean we belted that out in two or three days I think it was two days I think two, two days it took us to make this record and um, yeah yeah uh let's let's play another little uh another track we talked about ebb tide let's hear some of nickel's work uh this is an excerpt from ebb tide That, that I like in any kind of recording or arranging situation is is when you just acknowledge whatever the 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 basic strengths are of the band that you're yeah, that you're working yeah, with or the yeah. ensemble that you're working with right yeah. so what you have is this 
a hot rhythm section mm-hmm. and and access to some color on top of it mm-hmm. and the horns and uh you know to provide a little bit of counterpoint or just to, to dress it up a bit and i started to think of it more as like a groove yeah record yeah. to a certain extent right um yeah man because i mean why would you not when you have when you have dave and john and nickel yeah, yeah. and tanya yeah oh sorry i guess there were six yeah. of us plus yourself yeah. singing can i ask you because uh, i mean that probably what the listeners noticed by now yeah. more than anything yeah. is yourself friendly rich mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about like how you were, what inspired you when you were singing these songs in the booth I was uh, what you were thinking about. You know or? what? No, I was. I was. Uh, you know, um, I was definitely making a concerted effort to go as l- kind of low and fucking consistent. It's the most consistent thing I've ever been a part of doing, and I'm I'm so proud of it for that. Yeah, because I I can definitely get distracted, and then it'll be interesting to see what happens in a live setting with this record. Well, I, I Tron, was, I'm gonna definitely make the same concerted effort. Like no matter how. Well, I think for for live we should tempted, we should really no just go tempted. for that uh, same. Like I, yeah, no speed. You should try to actually fall asleep on stage. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you no, actually dozed off. I think I think for a guy like me, I'm I'm so um, I'm I'm not you, right? Like you're you're very calm, you're very. It's, it, I come to it all from a different place, and it's, I don't know it's a why. Front. I'm, I'm fronting. Of course, we all yeah. are. But I, I, my, my place is. I've noticed it and picked up on it more and more and more as I go. And it's like, why does everything I touch turn frantic? Like, and so, so I've been kind of. So I'm very proud of the fact that this one's got a different energy. It's pretty peaceful. Yeah, it's something. I mean, it still, I think, captures some darkness uh, for sure. Like it's. Oh yeah, but not frantic darkness. No, 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 exactly. So no, I I came out of that that those sessions very happy, very tired too of just. Oh yeah. The reading and the like, yeah. I mean, but I was. uh, No, I I mean, very happy, very happy with all the the people we brought together with the project, the whole thing. Like, it's fun to go for takes too. And not, yeah. not overdub. Yeah, yeah. Which just, exactly, just exactly. To go, just to go live. That was a floor. great approach. It was, it was a great approach to do it that way. And um, and those songs, man. You know, they're they're gutting. Like it's it, so it's uh. Oh yeah. It wasn't hard to kind of take it on as a as a state of mind. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Let's play. Um, take pick one. What's new? Here it comes now. What's new, ladies and gentlemen? Just a little bit of what's new. Love 
Probably I'm boring you But seeing you is grand And you are sweet to offer me your hand I understand that you Caught in my asking what's new Of course you couldn't know Some of these lyrics too. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Now tell me something. You you really threw a bossa nova uh, feel onto some of these tunes, mm -hmm. including that last one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Well, it was funny when I when I was uh, when I started doing the final arrangements for these. I was here. I'm just gonna take out some of my notes because I realize I'm just looking at. The original transcriptions that I made, I need to actually refer. No, no problem. This makes for excellent radio. People are listening. Spring oh, yeah, is that's, here. That's what it was. That's, that's the, what it was. That's the that's the one too, right? Part, part of what I was uh, thinking, I had of, that thinking about vibe. was yeah. um, I remember the the first one yeah. that I did. I I wrote it out in pencil. Yeah. Oof. Which was it? I I we were. I remember I was on a tour bus. We were driving to Dallas and yeah. uh yeah. from austin and i um which was the one that we did that was a f like a proper tango uh, um it'll come to um, me anyway what i realized that uh, i would listen to the tunes and i would think about the lyrics and then i would then i would try to imagine a template groove because one, yeah. one of the things about this record is that they're all um the original is they're all ballads yeah, right, right. But um, I didn't necessarily want to just have, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. uh, ballad tempo or walking ballads for all of this. I, I felt like that would be not fully taking advantage of the type of ensemble that, we're, that we are, which is just sort of more rhythmically oriented, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I, wanted, I wanted to exploit the rhythm section that we had. Right. So, I mean, some of the things that I love are... I mean, I'm real fond of Brazilian rhythms, and I yeah. and I remember sitting down yeah. one morning, yeah. um, and I was trying to I was really just trying to figure out uh, an introduction to to Spring is here, which is you know it's got some that's a beautiful song and it has some hilarious lyrics. Yeah. Uh, and I just started playing this figure. Oh, I remember. I was specifically thinking of the of the album. There's another very chill album that we should check out sometime mm -hmm. called Domingo by Caetano Veloso and Gal Costa. Mm. It's, a, it's a significant early bossa nova record okay. and okay. one of the first records that either of those two artists made. And it has all of these really concise, all the songs are like two minutes long, mm -hmm. you know, a verse, an, an intro, a verse, a chorus, an outro. Yeah. Um, and it'll just be like acoustic guitar and some flutes and a little bit of percussion or something like that. And then mm. they sing. And, mm. and uh, so I was thinking of that record, um, maybe mm. specifically, I can't remember. Anyway, these wonderful, delicate rhythmic arrangements mm. that, that come off the tops of these things. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Sinatra and Jobim 
actually mm-hmm. is, a, is another good example. Or just or or the 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 album Che um, Sadad by Jean Gilberto. Mm. Uh, so I was just thinking of that, and I wrote this this intro there. <laughs> David, thank you for opening up. That was Spring Is Here from the new record, our collaboration, all of your arrangements. God help us all, April 27th at the Burdock. This thing is for listening. It's for your ears only. Uh, it comes out on all digital platforms April 26th. Anything else you want to add as we wind up our, our tour? We went all over the island. We spent some time with the Yukushimas. Yeah, uh, listening yeah. to him play Debussy. Um, thank you for sharing. I learned a lot about your world. We yeah. entered it, I, David's world. I think all I'd all I'd have to add is just you know, thank you to to Tanya and Dave and Nickel and uh, John and um, Julia and Gerg and uh, and Braden and Braden yeah. and. Was anyone else involved in this that I haven't maybe haven't met? Like, who did the album art, for example? Lynn. Oh, well done. Thank you, Lynn. Well done. Okay. Thank you, Lynn. Uh, yeah. Anybody else? Like well who, done. Who mastered it? A Gerg. Okay. Yeah, good. Okay, so you good. <laughs> engineered good. it and mastered it as well. Good. Um, yeah. You're good. You're good. You're, you're a gentleman. You're a thoughtful man. Wow. Yeah. See, I wasn't going there. I would have just wrapped it up and said, I love you. Yeah, I, lo- I love I love you too, dear listener. Um, yeah. So, but but go ahead. Is there anything else? That's that's a nice thing to do to thank all of those who made the record. Another tactic. I, oh to yeah, be yeah. Thankful I, of industry tactic of those we make the shit with. Say thank you to the people mm. that you mm. hang out with and work with, um, because yeah. probably you are thankful. So yeah. say it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Over and over and over again. Yeah. That's all. Good. Um, let's let's end it on a tune. Oh. Um, uh, what's what's one for ending? Oh, you know what? Yeah. I've just always been partial to "Guess I'll Hang My Tears Out to Dry" because the lyrics are Kay. so deadly. That's the song that got me into all of this music in the first place. But I want to hear it. Let's do it. Yeah, so yeah. this is Guess I'll Hang My Tears Out to Dry. Yeah. Thank you David for every for every tear you put into this thing. It was it was a it was a, it was a great couple of years making this thing with you.
Thanks, David, again for being on the podcast, and thank you, dear listener, for subscribing to Industry Tactics. Uh, That was Guess I'll Hang My Tears Out to Dry coming out on my upcoming recording, Friendly Rich Sings for Only the Lonely. And come to the Burdock on April 27th. That's not only the date that you can hear this on all digital platforms, the new recording, the studio record, but we're also going to do it live, the same band I recorded it with, live, top to bottom, in an intimate setting over at the Burdock in Toronto. So if you're in the neighborhood, come check us out. And check out FriendlyRich.com for all of the past episodes of this podcast, upcoming performance dates, and everything more that you need to know. There's a book coming out in June, and another new recording coming out in the fall. My gods! See you again soon on Industry Tactics. Goodbye.